This is the Daily Signal podcast for Friday, August 18th. I'm Virginia Allen. The Daily Signal team is back from the Iowa State Fair, and I was so pleased while I was there to meet with so many great people and just talk with Americans about what are the issues that are on their minds, what are they concerned about, especially as we're looking towards a presidential election next year. And I also had the chance while I was in Iowa to grab a conversation with Senator Joni Ernst and Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd. I hope you all caught that conversation with Senator Ernst yesterday. If you didn't, be sure to check it out. We discussed the coming election and how folks at the Iowa State Fair received so many of the presidential candidates who visited the fair to talk to voters. But today, I'm so glad to be bringing you my conversation with Attorney General Byrd. You know, Iowa is a state that is really standing for life in some pretty profound ways. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds recently signed a heartbeat bill to protect the unborn beginning around six weeks. There is a battle in the courts right now over that bill. And so I talk with the attorney general a little bit about that, where that fight stands. And there's another fight that Iowa is engaging in to protect the rights of Americans and specifically farmers. So while we were at the fair, there's there's a lot of cows, there's a lot of pigs, because Iowa is a is a major state. It's a major cattle state, it's a major beef state. And there's something in California called Proposition 12. And that proposition puts additional regulations on the animal products that come into the state. And because Iowa farmers export a lot of their meat to California, this stands to really harm Iowa farmers significantly. And so the Attorney General, she explains during today's show a little bit of what her office is doing to support farmers in Iowa and really try to stop this overreach of government. So stay tuned for our conversation after this. The Heritage Foundation is the most effective conservative policy organization in the country. Every semester, our interns are a vital part of that mission. We pay competitively, we develop talent, and we give our interns access to some of the sharpest minds in the country. We're going on offense, so join us. To learn more about the Young Leaders Program here at the Heritage Foundation, please go to heritage.org intern. It is my pleasure today to be joined by Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd. We are here at the Iowa State Fair. Attorney General, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad we're having a great day at the fair today. Well, it is amazing to see so many people here, so many Americans. And, you know, one of the things that we've been doing while we're here at the fair is just kind of asking Americans what are the issues that are on their hearts and minds. And Iowa has a great record of standing for life and being a state that really fights for life. And in in the during July, uh, Iowa governor... Reynolds signed a heartbeat bill into law to protect life from the time a child's heart starts to beat. Now that law is not actually in effect though in Iowa right now. Why is that? Explain what's going on. Well, uh, the law should be in effect, but uh, after the law was passed and and signed into law by the governor, uh, Planned Parenthood went to court um, and went to district court and a judge put an injunction on it, meaning that uh, it can't be enforced. uh, And we are appealing that to the Iowa Supreme Court I'm glad to report that uh, I am defending our heartbeat law in Iowa, unlike my predecessor who refused to do that. I am defending our heartbeat law, and I, I am very glad to do that. 
uh, and the Supreme Court in Iowa has taken our appeal, uh, and we will be working hard uh, over this coming term, uh, briefing it, uh, the arguments, all of those things, and we are working hard to make sure also that no day is lost, because uh, every day that goes by is another day that innocent life is not being protected the way it really should be in Iowa. What's the timeline that we're looking at? Do you know when the Iowa Supreme Court's gonna hear the case and when you might get a result in a ruling? Yeah, well, courts operate on their own timeline. Um, so uh, they are going to set a briefing schedule. Right now they're in their summer recess. A briefing schedule so we can file our briefs and argument schedules so we can have our oral argument. And then typically what they do is the justices all get together and figure out uh, what their positions are on the legal issues and, and they work that out and then issue the opinion in due time. So it's really hard to say when that could happen. Theoretically, it's any time after the oral argument is done um, and typically before the end of June or at the end of June. So it's a, a long time frame there that's not really up to us, but we will be pushing hard uh, to get it decided as quickly as possible. Why is this issue so important to you personally? Well, uh, you know, I am, I am pro-life, and I think it's important that as a country we always protect innocent human life. That is so important. Um, and our heartbeat law is a very good one. In fact, we passed the heartbeat law in Iowa back in 2018, believe it or not. Um, and that one was struck down at the time. And then we have the Dobbs decision, which uh, I think our legal arguments are very strong to uphold our new heartbeat law. Um, and so I am glad as attorney general to get to go to court and defend innocent human life. It's something I, I really believe in as a woman and as a mom. Well, and you, in, in your position as attorney general, you're doing so much in order just to really fight for the average Iowan, for the average American, and of course that extends to those in the womb uh, and to those who are farming in Iowa. And so as I mentioned, we're here at the Iowa State Fair, and you all have taken a stand against something called Proposition 12 out of California. So what that is, is, um, you know, there's, as we're here at the Iowa State Fair, there's so much livestock, there's cows, there's pigs, and what California has done is they have tried to regulate the products that come into their state, and uh, that has really put a strain on so many farmers. Just talk a little bit about Proposition 12, what it is, why California is pushing it, and how it affects farmers here in Iowa. Yeah, what's a real problem? Because here in Iowa, we produce a lot of pork. So that's pork chops, bacon, all kinds of good food. And California, what they're trying to do is tell Iowa farmers how to farm, how to raise their livestock. And Iowans have always done a good job. We've always done a good job of raising our animals and doing a great job. I was born and raised on a family farm, so I, I know what that looks like. Yeah, we take it very seriously here in Iowa. And um, farmers always take good care of their animals. You know, it's a... It's, it's how we're raised and it's, it's part of who we are. So when California goes and changes the rules, um, it's really a big problem because Iowa, you know, an Iowa farmer who might raise pigs, uh, that meat would go all over the United States. And so to have California trying to use their market power to change how we farm, uh, I think that violates the Constitution. And that did go to the Supreme Court under the Prop 12 challenge. Uh, we were not successful with the pork producers, but the battle is far from over. You know, we know that the Constitution doesn't have any super states that get to tell everybody else what to do. That is not how it works. And so we will continue to fight on that and stand up for uh, not just farmers' ability to farm, but anybody that wants to do business and not be told uh, what to do by a big liberal state like California. Now, you argue that Proposition 12 is a violation of, um, of interstate commerce, interstate commerce clause within the Constitution. Explain that a little bit more, if you would. 
Yeah, uh, the argument was that it violated the Dormant Interstate Commerce Clause, which means that a state cannot regulate uh, commerce from another state, basically. Uh, they just can't do that. Now, the court found a little different way they looked at it, uh, but we think we have some, some very good arguments that we can work at, and we're seeing other states uh, taking steps to try to uh, control uh, our ag production in their state too. I think Massachusetts is doing that right now. And so we're going to, and we are, we're hitting the books and putting together our legal arguments and we will be fighting for Iowa farmers and honestly it benefits all farmers in the whole country. And you sent a letter to members of Congress asking them to weigh in on this issue to intervene. What are you asking Congress to do on Proposition 12? Yeah, well, we strongly support the EATS Act, uh, which is a piece of congressional legislation. It would basically give state attorneys general, like myself, tools that we need to push back on states like California or others that want to tell us what to do. Finally, I want to ask you a little bit about a lawsuit that was recently filed, that you all recently filed, against the Biden administration. You are suing Biden's Environmental Protection Agency. Why? Yeah, well, uh, in order to enforce our laws and constitution, I've actually had to sue the, quite, the Biden administration quite a few times because, uh, well, if they would follow our constitution and laws, I wouldn't have to do it. But uh, they have not been doing that. So we have a lawsuit about E15, which is, I'll call it an ethanol blend, okay? It's, it's for the gas you buy. It's clean, it's affordable, and it's something that Iowans want to have. And there's a federal law that says within 90 days of our governor asking for it, the EPA has to allow E15. Well, our governor, Kim Reynolds, asked for it in April of 2022, okay? That is a year and four, uh, four months ago she asked for it. And uh, they didn't do anything. They were just dragging their feet. And so when I came into office, I took a look at it, uh, worked with a bipartisan group of AGs and told the EPA, look, you need to follow the law. If not, we're going to enforce it. Uh, still nothing. And then finally, in March, they said they would do it. They said, we will follow the law. And I said, that's great. Then I don't have to sue them. But fast forward, it's August. They still haven't done it. So I had to file a lawsuit, and I was glad to do it, uh, to force them to follow the law. It's just that simple, because when the bureaucracy is dragging its feet and just won't do what it has to do, there aren't very many tools out there. Uh, so the courts are a good one for us to use, to take them to court and to have a federal judge force them to follow the law. Do you have a sense of the timeline on that, how quickly this lawsuit could really get the ball moving? Well, we're pushing hard on it, I can tell you that. Uh, the timing will always be up to the court, but here I think the court knows that time is of the essence. This lawsuit is all about time. Now, we are in the midst, it's surprising to say, but we're essentially in the midst of a presidential election. We've had candidates here at the Iowa State Fair this week. What do you think are the issues that are most on the minds of Iowa voters? Well, I think there are a lot of things. As people have been stopping by my booth at the State Fair, they talk about the heartbeat law, uh, the crisis on the southern border. Uh, we have, uh, I have filed a number of lawsuits there as well uh, to enforce our border, enforce our immigration laws. Uh, hear from farmers uh, that are glad that we're working on behalf of agriculture to, to stand up to, uh, for them against uh, powerful D.C. interests like the EPA. And I think another big issue, too, uh, with my background being a prosecutor, I have a lot of uh, folks who support law enforcement and prosecutors that I hear from, that the rule of law is alive and well in Iowa and that people respect our, our law enforcement and appreciate them just like I do for, for keeping our community safe. And I, unfortunately, it's not that way uh, everywhere in the U.S., but Iowa is still a place where law enforcement are respected. 
and we've seen so many great law enforcement out here at the fair this week. Now, we have a debate coming up on August 23rd. When Americans tune in and watch that, Americans like those here in Iowa that we've seen at the fair, what are they watching for, do you think? Well, I think everybody wants to see how the candidates are going to answer the questions because at the end of the day, we need change in Washington. What we have there is just not working. It's a disaster. But we also, uh, I think most Iowans want to elect someone who will get the job done and who will do what they say they're going to do. So uh, what I hear uh, people looking for is they want to hear the substance of where people stand on the issues. I know that's always what I'm interested in as a caucus voter. I want somebody that uh, is right on the issues but also knows how to get things done and will get it done in the end. Well, as we're here at the fair, like I said, I have to ask you before we let you go, best food at the fair, what do you think? Oh, boy, you know, the traditional ones like the pork chop on a stick and the beef sundae, those are both really good. But uh, as far as one that's a little bit off the beaten track, I always go for the pickle dog. So it's pastrami. Uh, there's some cream cheese spread on it, and then you roll uh, it up around a pickle. And it is refreshing and delicious on a hot day. Well, I have not had that one, so I'm going to have to check it out. But Iowa Attorney General Brenna Bird, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming to the fair. Come back again next year. I will. And with that, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Daily Signal podcast. If you are curious to see more of our coverage of the Iowa State Fair, make sure that you check out the Daily Signal's YouTube, our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have so much great content, everything from the political side to tractor poles and wild food. We're so fun just to be able to share the full picture of what the Iowa State Fair really is, especially amid elections and campaigning. But thanks again for being with us today. If you've never had the chance before to check out our evening show, make sure you do so every day around 5 p.m. We bring you the top news of the day to keep you in the know on all of the news happening. Also, if you have not done so, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. But we hope you all have a great rest of your Friday. We'll see you right back here around 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.